We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Jill from The Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe. Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with The Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. If you've used any of these excuses, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. And it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We- It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Utica, New York, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Current events, film, TV, UFC, all sports. No holes barred radio, folks. Or as the saying goes, sex, drugs, rock and roll. We're here. It's all to be discussed. And right now I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. I'm back from Liverpool, TJ. Long trip, great trip, awesome show. How was your weekend? Uh, it was, uh, I, I think the uh, English fans would say it was a cracker. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, uh, it was a nice little uh, Memorial Day weekend. Did some barbecuing with the family. Uh, I got some solid uh, time with my son. We played a little bit of baseball in the park and uh, flew some remote control airplanes. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. Really cool. Well, my Memorial Day was spent in an airplane, but I'm not complaining because uh, Liverpool is a, TJ, it's a beautiful city. Um, 
It's got a lot of culture. Of course, anywhere in the UK has culture. But the Beatles Museum, the home of the Beatles, when we were there, they had the boat races. Or Excuse me. There was a, a boat event that carried a lot of people. We were in three different hotels. The arena was literally a 10 to 15-minute drive from the hotel as a result of the Liverpool uh, soccer game that occurred on Saturday night as they were playing. And if had they won that game, which I'm sorry to say they didn't. Sorry for Liverpool soccer fans. I know it's a huge game. But they didn't. But had they won. They told us there could be as many as a million and a half fans taking to the streets for a parade along with the boat uh, event that was happening. And with that, with the arena 15 minutes away, shall we say, it would have taken us three hours. Oh, my goodness. To get there. So all of us are like, oh, do we get up early? Do we get up late. We're all watching the game. Of course, we're rooting for Liverpool inside. We're kind of saying, oh, <laughs> I don't want to drive three hours. But still, I would love to see Liverpool win. Right. Um, and it just didn't happen. But can you imagine that? <laughs> Three hours to go 15 minutes. But that's a minor problem. The bo- our issue, if it ever happened, the bottom line is the, the fans, the UK fight fans, have said it again and again and again. It is incredible to perform for them. Their energy, their love of the sport, uh, their love of their fighters. Um, the energy was there. The walkout of Darren Till in the main event I thought was one of the best walkouts oh, I've ever seen. I felt it. I felt it through I, my television. Yeah. It was awesome. Just lo and behold, just awesome. And that, that one key moment. You had the fight with Wonder Boy and Stephen Thompson. I know a lot of strikes weren't thrown. I think it was like a 40 and 31 strike count, give eh, or take. I mean, I don't, I don't totally believe in those numbers, but uh, yeah, no, this was an interesting decision. Let me just say that. Let's just put it that way. Well, I think the key to that decision, whether you agree with it or not, and you know a lot of people don't, as we know. Right. Um, and I do want to give Darren Till a lot of credit, where as a victor, for the humbleness in his post-fight uh, conference, uh, talking about the fact that he feels that Stephen Wonderboy should be the one to get the title shot at the welterweight belt. I mean, that's very humble of him to do that. Mm. Uh, however, you want to look at it, um, and I, I really like hearing that out of his respect for Stephen. I think the knockdown, when Till knocked Steven down in the fourth or fifth round, pardon me if I don't forget exactly, that was a key moment that really switched the, the judging there in that fight, which is not, was not an easy fight to judge. No. Um, I scored a 48-47 for Wonderboy. Uh, I thought that he had the more effective uh, clean strikes throughout the contest. Um, you know, Some people were arguing that Darren Till controlled the cage space. However, in the hierarchy of judging, uh, I think Big John McCarthy actually said it best in a tweet, because uh, someone brought up the octagon control factor, he you know reminded people that you score fights based on effective striking, grappling, aggression, and octagon control in that order. Meaning, if the striking is even, you then defer to the grappling department. If the d- grappling department is even, you then defer to the aggression. If the aggression is equal, then you look at octagon control. And if you're scoring a fight, based on octagon control, we're essentially saying that nothing happened. Um, And and there was enough that happened, I thought, over the course of 25 minutes in in those rounds to give three of them to Wonderboy Thompson. But uh, I guess it's neither here nor there. Uh, Unfortunately, also unfortunately for Darren Till, he he did fail to make weight. Uh, That should probably play a factor in what his next booking is. But uh, there's a lot of time for this young man to grow and, and figure it all out. And uh, he got a very big win over 
Wonderboy Thompson, regardless of whether or not you agree with the decision. It's a, a huge moment in his career, and uh, I'm sure Wonderboy will be back and be just fine. Well, you know, as the saying goes, everyone's allowed an occasional failure, except the uh, skydiver, of course. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all kidding aside, um, you're correct uh, in what you're saying. Uh, Steven will be back. Everybody, you know, really enjoys watching Steven. He's one of my favorite fighters. And also, as a human being, Steven's a very, very uh, cool person and uh, very much a gentleman and a class act. Darren Till, I'm a fan of Darren's. He's got a long career ahead of him. He's still young. Uh, so there's a lot to see with Darren Till. Yeah, but he's, he's going to be a big star for those UK fight fans. I know a lot of people over there a little bit bummed that Connor hasn't been in the octagon in, in a while, but uh, you know, for people in that part of the world, uh, you got to believe that Darren Till is going to be a superstar for many years to come. I believe so. When you look at the superstars and the stars themselves that come out of the UK and, uh, and on, as a whole, Ireland and all, uh, Michael Bisping's retiring. He oh, retired yesterday. He announced yeah. his retirement. So there's room, as always there's room, for the next superstar or set of stars coming out of the country. What a if career. I, if I said that correctly. No, I no. Kind of no doubt. No doubt. I mean, where, where, where Bisping, you know, exit the sport as an active fighter, that does give, uh, you know, some of the younger fighters, the next generation uh, of, of Englishmen to step in and, and fill that void. And, and Michael, you know, thank goodness is really found his uh, legs when it comes to commentary and, and working the desk. I, I really enjoy him and uh, his role and what he's been doing the last couple of years. But my goodness, looking at Bisping, for a long time in his career, he, he couldn't win the big fight per se. He was, he was really kind of one of those guys that you would say Hall of really great, but not Hall of Fame. And no doubt in my mind now, Michael Bisping is one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever uh, enter the octagon he was very competitive throughout his entire career, and uh, you know it's great that he went on that you know last minute run at UFC 199, stepping up on short notice, getting that win over Luke Rockhold, defending that title against another Hall of Famer, in my opinion, and Dan Henderson. And uh, you know, hats off to Michael Bisping for a great career. Yeah, you know, you you look at that career, and you already pointed out two very key fights. And I made a post last evening on my Instagram and you know social media about Michael's retiring because, A, Michael's a friend. I was actually at his wedding, uh, which kind of got publicity when I broke out on the microphone announcing his uh, beautiful wife and he walking down the aisle of love forever as they introduced them into the uh, reception as the married couple for the first time. Um, we've been friends and socialized, but as a fighter and as a man who carries his weight in the octagon, this is a man, much like you know how I talk about Chuck Waddell, anyone, anywhere, Anytime, no questions, I'll fight, I'll do what it needs to take. He's a true octagon warrior with right. true warrior spirit. Well, I, I got to believe, Buff, that the, the fight for Bisping is just uh, sort of uh, began. Uh, now he's not supposed to fight. Now he can't fight. Uh, it, he's going to be fighting that desire and urge every time he wakes up in the morning. There's no question. But you know what? He's making a conscientious decision for the benefit of his family, the benefit right. of his future. He's been quoted to say uh, that, of course, he has issues with his eye, especially after the gasoline fight. He started having issues with his good eye. And I remember when I was in the octagon that night and, you know, I could tell there was something going on. just a, a sixth sense. Right. Um, but he says he's never spoken about it before. Now he's come out honest about it. But the, the truth of the matter beyond the truth of the matter that we're discussing is that he has thought beyond his guns meaning his guns, his left mm. gun, his right gun, um, for many years and doing what it takes to pave the road to walk that path into his career he's developed for himself. Like you said in TV, he's at the desk 
for the UFC and Fox. Uh, he's got movies in the belt. I truly believe that Michael has a very, very successful career ahead of him in film. As a matter of fact, he's got three big action movies in the works, including a new Triple X movie, a sequel to Whoa. Gerard Butler. New, yeah, new triple X, triple X film. Jeez, Bisping, that yep. that's a abrupt change. He's he's already taking taking his clothes off and everything. <laughs> no, not that triple. Oh, X. the franchise got it right. <laughs> the yeah. franchise, mm-hmm. the franchise. You know, Vin Diesel franchise. Right. So, and uh, Gerard Butler, who um, is another friend, who's a huge MMA fan, he, UFC fan. He yep. loves going to the UFCs. Uh, his film with 50 cent the den of thieves they're going to be doing a sequel and he has a role schedule for that also there's a this is the thing character actors which i consider michael to be mm-hmm. right they can work forever oh yeah michael michael has a distinct personality he'll be higher for two reasons a michael bisbing the character don't right. even just just be yourself michael go in this role do what you gotta oh, do we yeah. want to see michael bisbing b I'm sure Michael's uh, working on his acting chops, and then you'll see acting roles. There's right. going to be a development here over the future. It's going to be very fun to watch. He's well, also involved with the UFC gyms in England. This is an example of thinking beyond your career. Right. And he didn't just start this way. He's been doing it for years. I look at this as a fighter's role model to look at to realize that you do have to think beyond when it's time to hang up your guns. Make sense? Oh, absolutely. And you know, the, I think the biggest thing in business is you know go after every opportunity and go into it as hard as you can and and be as successful as you can but always look to parlay that success into something else everything has a beginning a middle and an end and if if you do things well the end is just the beginning uh, of your next thing And, and for bisping you know, a, a guy who was fighting in, in the UK came over and, and, you know, won the Ultimate Fighter and then, you know, had a very long uh, and, and successful career inside the Octagon for him to parlay that success into like what we were talking about with the, the analyst uh, desk and, and, you know, now film as well. Uh, that, that's the mark of, of, a, of a savvy businessman, you know, to, to be able to parlay that success into uh, another career post the career of, uh, you know, younger gentlemen, shall we say. Exactly. And one of the other things that I really respect and admire Michael for is that he's a family man. And, the mo- you know, what's most important of all, he's doing what it takes after risking his life and putting it on the line each time he stepped in the octagon. He's doing everything it takes to take care of his family. And he has a beautiful family. Yep. And so I wish him nothing but the best success for the future. It's time for him to, like I wrote in my post, it's time for future greatness. Um, it's just going to be a real pleasure. I just want to take this moment right now. I know Michael was possibly going to be on the show. We had a scheduling issue today to get him on the show. But I want to wish Michael all the best. I want to thank him for his friendship. And I look forward to that friendship continuing. I will see him around life's campus because I will definitely be running into Michael Bisming, as we all will. He's going to be in our eyesight uh, for a long time to come with all the things he right. has on his plate. Hey, I wish him all the success and happiness. R- real quick, too, I think the one thing that he said that I thought was really, really powerful is, you know, he realized that there was really nothing left to do for himself in, in mixed martial arts. And I'm not saying that, you know, he, he didn't have more fights in him because, you know, I'm, he, he's a very uh, competitive and, and great fighter, and, and I don't think anybody would be upset at, at watching him compete. Um, but, you know, as long as he's good financially, which it sounds like he is, there's other opportunities for him to make even more money. You know, 
he he said it best. What is there, you know, left to prove? Like he's honest with himself. He knows that another title run is probably not in his future. He's already a UFC Hall of Famer. If he's good financially and can also live with the fact that he's no longer uh, competing, he he's he's won the game. You know what I mean? The 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 idea is to get in, do the best that you can, and get out with a quality of life. Uh, and, and set yourself up, and, and Bisping has done that in spades. Right, and with all that being said, too, you're talking about a fighter bowing out with a 39 professional MMA record, 29 in the UFC, uh, reached his peak in 2016, you know, when he knocked out Luke Rockhold at UFC 199 to get the middleweight title. I mean, this man fought Henderson. Back-to-back defeats, you know, to George St. Pierre, fought Kevin Gaslam. Again, anywhere, anytime, any place. And competitive with GSP. Bisping. Let's not forget that either. Very competitive with George. Yeah, very competitive, hugely competitive. So, Michael, go get him, man. And I believe that he is, I mean, none of us know, but I would venture to guess because he's an intelligent man. He's fine financially, but I think with what's on his plate, he has the chance to make more money than ever, and he's going for it. And go for it. That's all I can say. Good luck to you, Michael. Next up, Nick Diaz Mm. in the news. Oh, gosh. All right, TJ, I'm not sure exactly. I saw this when I was over in England. I'm reading all these different things, but Nick was arrested on domestic violence claims. Um, there's been drugs mentioned and all. I, this is all alleged a right, whole bit. Yeah. But here we have another situation, you know, with one of the most popular UFC fighters, MMA fighters in our in UFC history and has not fought for a while. No. I was hoping he was going to come back and fight, but with this recent development, I don't know if we're ever going to see Nick Diaz in the octagon. I mean, what, what, what is think? there to say? There's a lot to sort of figure out and have the story play out. It's a bit irresponsible to really talk about the allegations because I don't know anything. I don't know anything than, either. Yeah, what was uh, uh, alleged and, and, you know, some things have to be sorted out. Um, there's no doubt that Nick Diaz is one of the sport's brightest stars. Um, he moves people. He moves the needle. Um you know, but but this goes for for Nate as well. I don't know if we're ever going to see Nate fight again. I mean, Dana talks about offering Nate fights all the time, and you know, it, it sounds like uh, nothing has really been uh, laid out yet to, to to where it's you know ink to paper and signing on the dotted line. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just you know the sport's better off when those guys compete. But uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, for Nick's sake, this uh, you know is taken care of. Uh, hopefully, some of the allegations that we uh, have heard or are not as as bad as they sound. I, I would hate to think that uh, you know he's he's capable of doing that to anybody. And uh, I don't know. Sit back and wait. That's all we can do. Can't. It's just all alleged at this point. We're reporting the news. That's basically what we're doing. Speaking of which, um, did you hear about this new MMA pro league debuting in July twentieth? Uh, you sent me a note about it, and yeah. um, you know, I, well, I, I'm I I can't really tell exactly what. It is. It looks like it's similar to the concept that the International Fight League had about yeah, that, a decade ago. That's what I was thinking. But just a real brief note, you know, because it's always interesting to see what's happening on the MMA campus. One thing we know from history, people that have tried to compete with the UFC on a large level, uh, in the two cases in particular with Pro Elite and what was the other one called? Um, I mean, there's been a lot of people. One, one was called Strike Force. That was yeah. a big one. The other one was called Pride Fighting Championships. That was a real big one. Oh, no, no. I mean, the two that started out, well, one was the, uh, the IFL, and then there was the, uh, I think it was, anyway, I'm not sure, but these two these two leagues, and pardon me for brain farting again. Well, there's World Series lost, of Fighting that's now Professional Fighters League, but they, they kind of no, have a, were, a symbiotic relationship with the UFC, at least in the past. 
Well, the two I'm talking about don't even exist anymore. They lost like somewhere in the area of 40 plus million dollars within the first year plus of trying to get their things off the ground because they tried to do it on a very big level. Affliction, that was one. Yeah, Affliction was one, and the other was run by uh, Gary Shaw. Oh, yeah, that's Elite XC. That's Pro Elite. You said Pro Elite. Elite. Yeah, right, exactly. So now this league has been started with uh, or by a gentleman that I used to work with for a lot in HBO sports because he was basically a, a sports television pioneer, and he was the head for 25 years of HBO pay-per-views. So obviously in doing my work with Michael and all the HBO uh, boxing fights, his name is Mark Taffet, mm-hmm. very very intelligent man, um, always liked Mark. As a matter of fact, he is working with Revolver in a very high level, who is our host network for our podcast. So nice. it's amazing how the six degrees of separation happen. Um, but they're starting this league, and it is a team league, and it's going to have its fights, uh, five events in 2018 at the new Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, bringing the teams together. I don't know how they're going to go with it, who's going to be fighting there. I almost think there's almost too many leagues for the amount of fighters that are out there to bring the top-edge talent into your promotion. Or maybe there's just well, a plethora, hopefully, of fine talent out there for everybody to choose from. Well, that, that's the question. I mean, what are the expectations from this promotion. If your idea is to make some television and also give the opportunity to young athletes looking to showcase their skills, by all means, go for it. Because the more opportunities we have at a high level in mixed martial arts, uh, the better the talent is is going to be. Uh, If you're going to come out, though, guns a-blazing and and try to take on the UFC, I mean, history shows that, you know, you can work your way up to be a real competitor— I mean, th- there were times where you can argue that Pride had you know better divisions uh, than the UFC. You can argue that Strikeforce was really coming into its own prior to Zufa purchasing um, Coker's League. But but at the end of the day, you have to learn how to crawl before you can walk, and you have to learn how to walk before you can sprint. Right. And uh, the but- UFC is you know we, it's the proverbial eight hundred pound gorilla, and it's that way for a reason. And and don't get me wrong. The UFC is doing well for itself, but for a very long time, you, you can talk to Semaphore Entertainment Group, which you were, you know, working for, and and also Lorenzo Fertitta before, you know, he he sold the company for multiple billions of dollars. Uh, they also had some missteps. They also had to kind of, you know, get burned before they knew how to, you know, right. play with fire. Well, that, and and every promotion, I think, has to go through that. Right. Well, that's that's business. You know, right. it's like you start your business. You learn from your mistakes. You either understand the business or you don't right. because you're learning the business. In this case, the man who's one of the uh, founders of this, Mark Taffet, the gentleman I'm talking about, he has presented 190 pay-per-view events working with HBO. Right. Generated so, 3.6 so billion. Well, here, let me finish. Generated 3.6 billion in revenue and over 65 million paper buys, pay-per-view buys, including the biggest pay-per-view event of all time, which was Mayweather and Pacquiao. Right. He's he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. He was considered boxing's number one most influential figure in 2002 and is is a member of the top 25 most influential list of boxing. Now, granted, that's boxing. Now we're still, this is MMA, still pugilistic sports. So we'll see with his business acumen and what he has together, how well he takes this. And you're right. I firmly believe you never set out to tackle the 800-pound gorilla. The UFC is the rocket ship leading the way for everybody. And thank God that that they're, they're Jets are working and everybody's following that path because that's what it is. The UFC will always be the top number one, the NFL of MMA. 
So don't compete. Go out and try and be successful and attract your audience and build your brand, just like any other business. And I think intelligently they got a shot, as everybody has a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting, and it's sort of uh, a wait-and-see proposition. I, I think the big thing here is you mentioned Taffet's uh, ability to produce television. You have to – I mean, you can have the best fighters in the world, but if you don't promote them well on television or have a, a, a viewable, watchable uh, product, then it's going to be very difficult for people to really get behind it, especially now. We have a lot of mixed martial arts. I mean – you, you can watch mixed martial arts pretty much on any day, uh, whether it be online through some of the streaming sites out there or, uh, you know, on television, Access Fights, you know, obviously the UFC well, and, and Bellator. You have to provide either a narrative that people can get behind or something different and unique, like, for example, Invicta. Or, uh, you know, I'm doing a show on Fight Pass this week, which is a hybrid show of boxing in mixed martial arts, you get both on the same card uh, on on the same night back to back. That's that's intriguing and, and different. It's it's very hard it, to produce something uh, with you know young up and coming fighters and get people to care if they if they've had no shine. Another way to to post that in business generically, you can have a diamond in your hand. I've said this before, mm-hmm. and and a piece of coal in the other. Right. You can market that piece of coal to look like a diamond. It can be so tremendously successful. Um, I can do examples, but let's just take the theory. The diamond not marketed correctly looks like a piece of coal. Right. It's all about marketing and everything else. Now, one last thing before I go on to the next story, because I want to honor two heroes, heroes of last week in the world. Um, Mark Taffet was with HBO back in the time, if you remember years ago, when there was scuttlebutt and talk about HBO grabbing the UFC. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Now, he was in that position. He was in at, U- at uh, HBO back then. So, obviously... Uh, he's had an eye on MMA. Now he's taking a shot on MMA. And I wish him the best and that he treats all the fighters as best as possible. And uh, there you go. I don't begrudge anybody. I wish everybody success. So now let's go on to another note here. Last Friday, we had another school shooting. An Indiana teacher was just released from the hospital. The man tackled the shooter. His name is Jason Seaman, right? He's a science teacher. He was released from the hospital on Saturday, a day after he was shot tackling a student who opened fire inside the classroom. I mean, we all know that this is becoming, is now just horrible, these shootings that are taking place. We've had a couple of heroes come out who have done what they can to stop it. This man, I think, if I'm not mistaken, took three bullets, um, and uh, he's a hero. He saved a lot of people, no question. A student, in his cla- it's, a student in his class asked to be excused and returned to the classroom with two handguns, and he began shooting striking semen and a 13-year-old Ella Whistler. God, my, my best wishes and condolences go out to her. She's fighting for everything. It's, uh, hopefully is in stable condition. Um, the seventh grade science teacher, he's also a football coach. He managed to intervene and stop the shooter before the incident turned deadly. Hero. True hero. Not much more I can say. I mean, you said it all, Bruce. I, I can't even add anything. I just, uh, I, I think about it every day when I drop my little boy off. At school, I mean, granted, he's in kindergarten just for a couple more days, but, uh, you know, these things, I mean, these incidents used to be very isolated and more often than not, they were in high schools and, you know, it was, uh, not not, anymore. Well, I mean, and, and they were, they, not that they were crimes of passion per se, but you could sort of point to why these, you know, bad eggs went sour and, and acted out. In, in this manner, and now 
it, it just it, it can happen anywhere. Like you said, it doesn't have to happen at a high school anymore. It's happened at elementary schools. And the randomness of these attacks, it, it just seems like these people are possessed to kill and, and they're indiscriminate in who they target. And it's T- it's scary. TJ. It's it's like almost every week. Right. It's getting it's getting horrible. Now, let me tell you something. Well, how many right have now. there been this year? I like the sh- it's a shocking number uh, of how many school shootings we've had through Google May. Google Google that while I tell you this next thing that's probably going to make you throw up. OK, mm. seriously. All right. Look that up. And now based on what you're saying right now, I don't know how this company has not been stopped from releasing this video game. A soon-to-be-released video game, get this, TJ, mm. allows players to commit a school shooting what? and rewards them for the number of kills. Now, this has been condemned by parents whose children were killed in the school shooting massacre in Parkland, Florida. This is where this story came out. The game is called Active Shooter. It's going to be available to be purchased online. Um Starting June 6th, the simulation gives users the opportunity to either play the role of a SWAT team member to responding to the shooting or to be the gunman terrorizing school hallways. So the objective is to neutralize the target, the active shooter, or you can choose to be the the target himself, depending on the side, and your whole objective is to hunt and destroy. What the heck? I I have no uh, tolerance for this. Um... You know, I'm it, looking at. Like, uh, wait, I got to interrupt you. Again. I'm looking at a screenshot. Yeah, I am too. Right, I'm too. Look at that. It's a, it's an assault weapon going down a hallway. Right. There's there's people being shot lying in the hallway and and rounds being. Uh, you know what? I don't, this I don't, is just I, sick. I, I don't know if you have this. This is this is uh, breaking news in the last hour. Uh, Active Shooter, a video game that simulated school shootings, has been pulled before its release date after facing a colossal backlash. Uh, active shooter encru- encouraged players to open fire in classrooms and auditoriums as a heavy metal soundtrack thumped in the background. It was set to come out on June 6th, but a change.org petition calling for the release to be canceled had more than 100,000 signatures as of Tuesday. Uh, how can anyone sleep at night knowing that they are profiting from turning deadly school shootings into entertainment? Asked the petition started by a Seattle mother named Stephanie uh, Robnett. Uh, marketing of the game came days after the 23rd school shooting of 2018 and amid uh, another round of emotionally charged debate over guns in America, uh, led in part by student activists in Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were killed by a gunman, uh, gunman at uh, Majority Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14th. So it looks like we're not going to get this game. At Thank least, you. At least right away. Um, you know, anybody can do what they want we live in a, a capitalist society where you can you know go into business within reason with things that uh, aren't illegal and unfortunately making light of massacres uh is not necessarily uh, illegal but i mean I, i'm sorry I have, to, I have to ask what kind of human being you would be to buy this game like i it I, is I, let me just say this first i i understand the allure of a video game where you try to maybe stop an active shooter, but the fact that this active shooter would literally be in a high school and, and you have the option to either be like one of the targets or be the shooter themselves, I mean, go to hell. Go to hell in something worse than a handbasket, okay? I'm so happy that you found that. Do me a favor, send that article to me, please. No worries. 
I have people that want to read that. Um, I'm so happy I'm doing this story and you find something was announced in the last hour and it stopped. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Now, you think back to Grand Theft Auto when it came out. Right. That was, that was a pretty rough game too, okay? This is taking it 20 gazillion <laughs> steps higher, especially with all going well, on in the world today. Grand Theft Auto is still a fantasy game though. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it was a fantasy game. This is, this is playing on reality. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's – anyway, we, we know it's horrid. It's the lowest form of class level and disgust business-wise, that I've read in a long time. Um, I think that, uh, quite honestly, I'd even ban myself from buying any of the games that are created by the company that made this this game. See, that that's what I'm looking at. I don't think this is a reputable company. No. I think, I mean, this is a this appears to be uh, really just a, a cash grab. So I, I, I don't know. You don't know. It feels that way. We'd have to do more research. I don't want to say anything bad about the company that I'm not aware of. Right. I'm just appalled appalled to the yeah. highest so, or shall i say the lowest level possible this uh, this game was going to be released on uh, computers on on pcs and uh it's it's through a platform uh called steam it's basically the the store where you buy uh video games online and i'm i'm looking at the company's profile on steam and it looks like they've actually been removed from the store so Good. uh yeah i mean Good. i'm sorry this you, you can't you, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't profit from tragedies like this, like outright just try to grab money off of curiosity. Because I, I hate to say it, you know, people that don't even necessarily support this game, Bruce, th there's probably a handful of them that would buy it just to see, you know, the, to satisfy their morbid curiosity. The curiosities. Well, you know, the big E3 show is here in Los Angeles, which is where all the video game companies come and display their new games, their old games, right. any games that are on the market. It's an amazing thing to go to if you have a chance in Los Angeles. The big display there is going to be Fortnite, the game we've talked about on, on the show that's probably the most successful, uh, allegedly grossing $200 million a month. Wow. It's a free downloaded game, but you pay the two ninety nines and the twenty dollars to get your extra skins or whatever the term is for the game, and they're making tremendous amounts of money. It's, in my experience, the most successful video game currently I've ever seen in my lifetime. And as you know, I've made three been involved in making three video games, and I've been in a number of video games, and I've been a gamer to myself, you know, more so years ago. So I know this industry, and I don't think I've ever seen a game that successful. So people, get your kids to go play Fortnite. Stay away from these kind of things if that's the choice because the kids love the game, whatever the case might be. Now, let's go on to something else about another hero. A man was filmed climbing a Paris building to save a four-year-old child dangling from a balcony. Now, if you watch this video, this guy's amazing. He climbs up four floors from balcony to balcony Yeah, right, to save this kid. Now, it's been reported that, by the way, the man's name is, I want to say this correctly, Mamoudou Gassava, right? He's going to be made a French citizen. They're terming him as Spider-Man. He's already been offered a chance to work with the fire department in Paris, okay? Um, all because of this one incident. And he seems very humble uh, about the whole thing. And, you know, when I watch the interviews, and I'm very happy for him, but what an amazing thing. Now, get this, talking to video games, the reason that came out, the father, who was with the young boy, was busy playing Pokemon Go and didn't have his eyes on his child. That's a reversal. We're talking about the kids playing video games. Now here's the father playing what I term a video game. Right. I suppose it, that is a video game. Is it's, it Pokemon it's, Go? Yeah, 100% a video game, yeah. 
Okay, so he's busy as an adult playing, and he doesn't pay attention to where his son is. There's Ooh. a time and a place, my friend. You know, yep. and, and that time is not when you're in charge of a child. Not at all. Did you see the video? I did, and uh, very happy to hear that that uh, France is sort of uh, unrolling the red carpet for the, for this gentleman, making him a citizen. I believe he was uh, there on a, a tourist visa. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's amazing that he was able to do that that quickly. I mean, no hesitation in the uh, agility that was on display to do that. I mean, he made it look like nothing. Uh, if, you, if you looked at him, he looks like an extreme athlete. And right. This guy. Like one of those like ninja warrior guys, you know what I mean? Like, just put him in any situation, he's going to be able to thrive. Yeah, yeah, well, good for him. Good for him. And I hope, uh, you know, he takes that job if that's what he wants. And I just wish him all the best for his future. Those are the two heroes last week. I'm sure there's others, but two heroes we're noting on the show, along with paying homage to all the other heroes, the men and women in our military that gave their lives and served our country. Memorial Day weekend just passed. We need to honor all of them, as I hope everybody did this weekend, as I did myself silently. And uh, so, heroes during a week celebrating heroes. Is that a proper way to put that? Uh, yeah, I think that's a solid way to uh, put it. Yeah. All right. Now we got some other news here. Uh, Roseanne Barr came back, and she her show, which was one of the big hits before, um, she has come back, and they launched her show. She had 16 million people watch the show in the very first week, 10 million in the second. Those are hit numbers for a TV show. But on Tuesday, uh, we found out that executives of ABC and his parent company, Disney, they pulled the plug on Roseanne. Uh, she made what is termed some racist and bizarre tweets uh, during a period, I think, over the weekend. Um, and they decided just to, they, they, they have a low, what is it called, low tolerance for this. And as a result, they have canceled one of their biggest hits on the air. On one end... She should not have done the tweets that I've read very much too far. She's actually, what I'm reading here, is claiming um, that they might have been induced from Ambien, right? Claiming. Ambien. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've heard Ambien doing a lot of crazy things for people, but, I mean, racially charged tweets? No, that's that's somebody that's... I, we all have our viewpoints on that. Yeah. I, again, I can only say so much here. But Ambien's come back. They've basically a rep for the sleep medication brand, right? They, they basically said people of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi. That's the company that makes it. Every day to improve the lives of people around the world, Sanofi is the pharmaceutical company in which they're sold. And then they, they continue to say, well, all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects. Racism is not a known side effect oh, of any geez. of Sanofi's medication. So in other words, our Ambien didn't make you tweet that racist tweet. That's all you, Roseanne. That's a statement from the company itself. So well, here's where I feel bad, okay? Roseanne's going to have to, you know, you play, you pay. Roseanne's going to have to deal with what she has to deal with. But the people on that show, the co-stars, right, getting their next shot at fame and fortune, the production people all looking to have long careers, I feel really bad for them, TJ. Suddenly, they have a hit show, and they're out yeah. of the job. I mean, that, make, that makes me feel bad. Yeah, unfortunately, the actions of one person can put 100-plus people out of work. And, uh, you know, the, from all signs, uh, this show, the reboot of Ro Roseanne, was doing really well. Uh, I believe really it was well. ABC's number one uh, primetime sitcom. So, uh, I don't know. Hats off to ABC for what I feel is doing the right thing. Um, you know, I, I hate to say this. I, I think what Roseanne did was... Uh, you know, reprehensible, 
terrible, disgusting. Reprehensible. Um, yes. But for me, like, just own it. You know, say you made a bad joke and, and try to rebuild yourself. Don't say, oh, I take sleep medication and it makes me sleep tweet. I mean, I, I know that that medication can make you do certain things. I've I've uh, I've never taken Ambien, but I have friends that have and, and they've definitely woken up to realize that they ate way too much in the middle of the night and have no real recollection of it. Uh, a buddy of mine has bought a bunch of stuff on Amazon uh, when he was on Ambien, but I mean, I don't. I mean, they, n- never say never, but I'm I'm sorry. Like you don't get a pass with this. No, you don't get a pass. And there's been other side effects. You know, people walking in their sleep, actually committing bad situations. Right. I walk in that's, my sleep, and I don't even take medication to sleep at night. So that's a real thing for sure. That's a whole other story. Um, you know, as far as the ambient effects, but it affected a lot of people that lost their job. In this respect, too, there's another story that came out. Um, Harvey Weinstein, the ongoing story that's been happening now for almost a year, right? Which has been the, uh, uh, emphasis on creations of the Me Too movement and all the, you know, all the things that they've been able to accomplish since they started. Harvey Weinstein finally surrendered NYPD. He's been arrested. He's been charged with rape, sex abuse, uh, with two women, $10 million bail, a million to get out. Uh, he is now formally facing charges in New York and uh, formally arrested. So they've done their, their thing. We'll see what happens with that. Another incident that occurred last week, the very well-known actor, uh, many people are big fans of, uh, Morgan Freeman. He's been accused of inappropriate behavior and harassment by a number of people. Putting up with this right now, he published a response, uh, and now his attorneys have fired back a letter of another response. This is an ongoing back-forth situation. Again, when these things occur, it's perception is reality, along with the facts which dictate the outcome. So we'll see how these come out. I, as I'm sure you too, TJ, as an actor, huge fan of Morgan Freeman. Some of the things I've read here that is being accused of in inappropriate behavior is definitely inappropriate behavior. That's really all I can say at this point. So now that's our situation in that case. We always talk about these stories, just like God forbid the horrific things that are happening. Some things are just happening every week, TJ, with different people, but that's the news and that's the world. Here's a couple of stories that are going to be a little wild. Muscles in waters off Seattle. I can't figure this out, okay? I told you before that they found traces of cocaine and salmon, right? Now, people in the greater Seattle area are consuming so many opioids that for the first time, scientists have detected traces of the drugs in mussels in the local waters, the mussels that grow, that they harvest for us to eat. They've testing positive for an opiate oxycodone, which is oxycotton, if I'm not mistaken. How the heck does that get into the mussels growing in the ocean? I know there's a lot of pollutants, but how does that happen? I don't know. That, that's what I don't understand. I understand, like, uh, you know, mercury and other things that are put into the water, but, like, how does, how does oxycotton end up in, in water? I don't. Let me. Here's one little note I just read here. Wastewater treatment plants filter many pollutants, but drugs and other contaminants still pass through and make their way into Puget Sound. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. The level of oxycodone found in the mussels was much smaller than the therape- therapeutic human dose. So you'd have to eat get well, this is nothing. You'd have to eat 150 pounds of mussels in that contaminated area to get a minimal dose. Okay, but it's still in there. It's still in it. Right. Yeah, I don't understand. Another story to be developed. Uh, do you like spam? Uh, the ham in a can? 
Yeah, the ham in the can, Hormel Spam. And despite it being a Minnesota product, uh, I don't really eat pork. So, uh, oh, okay. no, but I mean, you know, being from the great state of Minnesota, uh, you know, Hormel, a big uh, company there. And, uh, you know, a lot of Minnesotans take pride in the fact that we're the land of spam. Well, take pride in the fact, but be careful in the fact. Hormel Food Corporations are recalling 228,000 pounds of the canned pork and chicken products. They're recalling them back. They found pieces of metal inside the cans. People are suffering mild mouth injuries while eating the products. So if you've got spam on the shelf, be a little careful right now. I don't know where they're pulling this from, where it's, how they figure out where to get it or how the batches were made. That's all to be decided on their part, but uh, there might not be spam going off the shelves now for a couple of weeks. And I'm not trying, I don't mean that in a funny way. It's just, you know, at least they found this before somebody was seriously hurt if it's really that much of an issue. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you. Um, you know, these things happen in, in mass, uh, not necessarily farming, but manufacturing. And, uh, you know, I, it was a few weeks ago, uh, you couldn't eat romaine lettuce from anywhere, yeah. you know, and, and- uh, Eggs were bad. Eggs, yeah, eggs. yeah. So, yep. It's just read the news, folks. Just go to CNN.com once a day. Capture the headlines. Make note because a couple of these stories, if not all the stories we're talking about, are good to be aware of. Especially, you know, mussels and spam. <laughs> Again, don't mean to laugh at it. Not happy to read it. Uh, Sports wise, really, really proud of my big brother, Michael Buffer. I arranged for him to be on the uh, ice for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, Monday night in Vegas, the Cinderella story, the Las Vegas Knights, winning game one, six to four. They had big opening ceremonies. They brought out the Rumble Man to introduce the team. Uh, It was just a really, really cool thing to see. Fantastic. Congratulations, Michael. Congratulations to the Vegas Knights. They're going to be attacking as we're recording the show, game two tonight against the Capitals. But if it's any sign of what that first game was like at a 6-4 to four score, what an exciting game that was. We're in store for a very exciting Stanley Cup championship, and it was very cool to see Michael on the ice. To show you what a trooper Michael is, he was doing three events over in Europe, right? I arranged mm-hmm. this for him before I left for London. He gets back Sunday night. He's been everywhere, TJ. He was in Poland doing a big event. He was in England doing a couple events. Gets back, gets a few hours sleep jams over to Vegas and does what he does best. Michael Buffer is legendary, the greatest announcer of all time. He put the ring announcer on the map. The let's get ready to rumble. I know I'm a little partial is still one of the most famous phrase spoken by a human being trademark phrase in history. It's part of American culture. It's actually part of international culture in many areas too. Very proud of that. Very proud of work with my brother for some 28 years uh, as his manager and partner and uh, this is one of the coolest things I think Michael has ever done. Certainly. Uh, you know, you're partial. I'm partial as well. I mean, he's great. He's legendary. Um, he's my second favorite buffer that's an announcer. Oh, um, but, yeah, good for him. You're a little partial, but that's little okay. Bit, <laughs> but, no, it's, it's really cool. And you know what's amazing? Um, Let's Get Ready to Rumble phrase was trademarked in the early 90s, right? Yep. And now in 2018, quite frankly, the steam is still there. And that's through careful marketing and, uh, you know, careful in the, in the things we choose to do. I mean, but it's also based on Michael's persona, right. Michael's image, his grand voice, and all that he brings to the table. And, and, and that's really the key point right there. Right. And that's what I'll say. I mean, you, you both have carved out legacies for yourselves in, you know, combat sports announcing and announcing in general and pop culture 
in general. And, you know, that's one thing that I will say uh, that is re- a real testament to, to Michael Buffer. Like, his heyday, no doubt about it, was in the 90s. I mean, I, I had the Jock Jams record. You know, I, I loved uh, hearing, you know, the, the, the rumble there, and it got me fired up. And, and I, I mean, I, you still hear that if you go to basketball events or really anything that, you know, where big crowds gather and you want a high electric uh, energy. I mean, that, Inter- that... Inter- interruption, one second, yeah. to the audience, to you. When you hear Let's Get Ready to Rumble televised at a sporting event, other than Michael being there announcing it live, write through BruceBuffer.com right. or to TJ, tell us where you heard it, because everybody and anybody that plays it, whether on the radio, advertising a product, at a game, to start a game, it has to be licensed through our offices to be able to be played. If you send a report in, we find that somebody is doing it without our authorization, then it is my job as the sheriff behind the Rumble Man to go into it, look at it, and make sure that it's taken care of appropriately because people have to have a formal license to do that. If you report it to us, anything comes of it, um, I do send rewards out for the violation report from the fans out there, which we get every week. So I'm just putting it out there as a little tickler. It's been a long time since I've said that on the show, but if you hear it, report it to us. We'll check into it. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Why not? You've done it. You've sent a couple reports through. Yeah, they, the they never turned out into anything, but, uh, you know, do, doing my due diligence. Doing your due diligence, then there's others that have turned out. And, again, I'm not looking to do anything other than protect our brand and our business, which when you have a trademark from the U.S. government, that is the job that you are signing off to do is you need to protect and police your trademark. Otherwise, you can lose it. Right. Simple as that. Okay. Next up, trademark-wise, James Bond man Daniel Craig said he would not come back and make another James Bond movie. Money talks, people walk, 007 reports for duty again. Some people say it's for the money. I personally think Daniel Craig is a great James Bond, aside from Sean Connery, my favorite James Bond, with all respect to the other fine actors that have played James Bond, like Pierce Bronson and others. Uh, The estimate and the rumor is that he's going to be paid some $50 million not dollars, pounds for his role in James Bond. Wow. Nice nice payday. And, and pounds nice payday. pounds are figuratively a little bit heavier these days than the dollar. So uh, uh, just a ton of money. Bit. Ton of money. Yep, kind of money. Well, you know, that franchise is huge and it makes a, a tremendous amount of money. So good job for Daniel Craig. I'm looking forward to the next James Bond. I've said it before. If you go to Ian Fleming's books, when he originally wrote the books of James Bond, the, the depiction of James Bond is very much like Daniel Craig. Blonde, troubled, Inside, serious killer. Um, it, it just, he fits it to the T. So I really enjoy him. I don't know who else they would pick in his place, but I guess after this film is done in the next couple of years, we'll find out. You know, TJ, when I was a kid, and I love the whole James Bond label and everything, but when I was a kid, like all kids, boys, we wanted to be James Bond, you know, back then. We didn't have a thousand video games to play. We were watching movies and certain TV shows. But James Bond was a thing. Were you that way when you were a kid? Were you, like, big on the James Bond movies? Yeah, for uh, it wasn't James Bond per se. I mean, again, like, Bond really wasn't all that big uh, when I was a kid. I mean, there was a long layoff there, and then they uh, relaunched. Like, to me, uh, it's just from where I'm, you know, at in, in my generation in life, uh, James Bond is, is Pierce Brosnan. Um you Who know. did an excellent job? Yeah, no question. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but but you know that that film never grabbed me. For for me, I was uh, my heroes growing up. Uh, well, I mean, I was a big pro wrestling fan, so of course I loved Hulk Hogan. 
um, which he's done nothing but to ruin his legacy uh, over the years. But uh, I also like for for major motion pictures and action stars and and, and fantasy characters. I I wanted to be Batman. Oh, I'm with you on that too. That was that's one of my guys too. I if you ask me, my favorite superhero is mm-hmm. obviously we'd all like to be Superman, have all those powers, right? Of course. But for me, it was uh, Spider-Man, but also my, my my main guy was Batman. It seemed like I picked the guy who had no superpowers, but he had all the greatest gadgets right. and, I mean, and, and the intelligence to make him work. Not to mention he was a, uh, you know, a millionaire, had Wayne Manor. You know, he, uh, when he wasn't fighting crime, he was living the good and life. And his first name? Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I don't, strong I name. Don't know if that, strong name. Strong name. Scottish. I mean, strong and honest. Right. But... Um, that's not necessarily the reason that I like Batman. I just thought Batman was cool, and I still think he's cool. And I think that uh, Ben Affleck does a great job at him as Batman currently. So looking forward to more films on that end. All right, TJ, I think we're about done here. I can't, is there anything else you want to tell me? Uh, well, this weekend, if uh, you don't mind, you got some time on your Go. hands. On Saturday night, I can head over to UFC Fight Pass. I'll be on the call for uh, a mixed martial arts and boxing hybrid event. It's called... Island Fights, it's owned by Roy Jones Jr. Um, they made their UFC Fight Pass really? debut last February when Roy Jones had his final fight, which I was fortunate uh, enough to call. Uh, I'll be back in the booth uh, with former boxing champion Nate Campbell uh, on Saturday night. We'll call some mixed martial arts action, some some boxing action, and uh, you can watch it all live and uh, free for you if you have a UFC Fight Pass subscription. Very cool. Have a great time. Glad to see that career is rolling along. You're excellent at what you do, TJ. You deserve these shots. Go for it. Have a great show. One little news that just came in. Another MMA promotion growing. Uh, Steven Seagal. What? Has announced. Steven Seagal, <laughs> who's been on the show. Uh, the debut show will take place May 30 at one of Moscow, Russia's most popular venues, the Vegas City Hall. Oh, goodness. Uh, Steven Seagal is starting his own promotion. Wow. He's, he's launched a sports promotion company in Russia to produce a live show called Zara, Z-H-A-R-A, uh, Fight. Hey, Buff, why don't you reach out and try to get that finder's fee for me to get that gig? I could talk to Steven for you. Yeah, I'll, we'll I mean, I'll, I'll go to Russia. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. But if he asked me to announce, you know what my answer is. Have a great show, Steven. Right, you can't. But, you know, uh, yeah. tell him I'll do my Bruce Buffer impersonation. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> All right. Thanks, See, folks. Always this looking out. It, no, this is what it takes. Here's an example. If you want something in life, you've got to ask for it. Don't wait for things to happen. Make them happen. Case in point, TJ DeSantis just took a shot at me to get a job because of my connection. That's what it takes. Go after everything you want in life, folks. A little bit of motivational entrepreneurial advice for our listeners out there all over the world. Let's just say it's not the first time I've done something like that. And uh, even if this one doesn't go anywhere... The success rate's pretty high. You've gotten me some gigs over the years, Buff, and I'm more than appreciative. I, I, I'm very happy with uh, our relationship. By the way, this uh, officially marks it. Ten years. It's been a decade, Buffer. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Here we, we go. We did it. We did it. Congratulations, partner, my producer, my co-host. Ten years. Podcasting before we even knew what that word was. We were one of the original ones, weren't we? Uh, I mean, definitely new in the space. Uh, new in the space. I think. Yeah. I think I had uh, probably you know the third ever online MMA radio show that I started, and uh, you know, you and I started back in May of two thousand and eight, uh, and you know, blink, have fun, and a decade goes by. So 
Yeah, yeah it's amazing. I think even our show started uh, a couple years or a year before Joe started. Joe Rogan started his podcast. Oh, many years before Rogan started the yeah. Joe Rogan which, podcast, yeah. Which is, I think, one of the top five or ten podcasts in the country, isn't it? World, yeah. World, yeah. And no, we're not Joe's. talking MMA podcast. We're talking podcast period. Podcast period. No, no. Joe does a great job. Great show. It's an experience. Yeah, it's, it's the Joe Rogan experience. I encourage everybody to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Absolutely. Another gentleman I've worked with for many, many years. Boy, it's, it's amazing looking back on 22 plus years now involvement in this great sport and with the UFC. Lots of memories. My birthday last week. Oh, by the way, God, before I forget, thank you to all the UK fans that waited for me in the lobby of my hotel in Liverpool. About 20 of these gentlemen. I come down. Hi, how are you? You know, pictures. And then they brought out a birthday cake and sang happy birthday to me, TJ. Wow. It was, it was so awesome. That's great. I, yeah, MMA fans, are the, MMA fans are the greatest fans of the world. UK fans, I can't thank you enough. The way you treat the fighters, your hospitality and respect you show everybody, including myself, it was just a great experience this weekend. And Again, I just want to thank Liverpool. I want to thank the UK. I love announcing in the UK no matter where the shows are, and I hope to do every one of those shows in the future because you got me for many years to come, folks. With that being said, TJ, I want you to have a great week. Um, everybody, thank you again for the recordings and the videos coming in. They're flying in every week, and they're flying out every week back to you. Just go to BruceBuffer.com and go ahead and get your championship intro or send us a description of the intro you want, whether it's business, private, personal, or otherwise. And Kristen will probably be the one to respond with info and fees. And again, thank you again. Uh, TJ, I'm done. I'm going to say goodbye. All right. Well, uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. And just confirmed... Uh, we will be joined by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Right on. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, our guest next week on the show. Uh, people, I will not be in Utica, New York this week. I look forward to an excellent show. Have a great time watching the UFC from Utica, New York. I will be in Chicago next week for uh, UFC pay-per-view happening there. Looking very much forward to that show. And until then, have a great week. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. And then step on that path and be the best you can be. It's all about winning, folks. That's what we talk about on this time radio. Because no matter what time of day, no matter what day of the week, it's time to win. Have a great week. Thank you all. Buffer up. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.